0: Good morning, everybody. Amen. It's great to be together again. Good morning. First um, Kings chapter eighteen and verse forty-one. I'm going to continue on the series of grace that we have commenced now. I think for the past three months or so, and so this is a continuation um, in the series. I want to contextualize today's message, however, in terms of the prophetic directives that Dr. Lucy Mbuguya gave us two weeks ago when she ministered here. She said to us prophetically that Gate Durban Central needs to position themselves for increase and for prosperity. Lucy is a credible minister of God, so when she said something like that, I took it seriously. And she, she quoted this scripture. Now Elijah said to Ahab, go up and eat and drink, for is the sound, there is the sound of a roar of a heavy shower. That's the NASB. The King James, there is the sound of an abundance of rain. Now the word for rain in this context is haman. And it literally means, as the NASB translates it, roar or To multiply and increase. So please listen very carefully. We hear in the spirit for our local church here, there is the sound of an abundance of rain. The sound of abundance is literally a roar as in thunderstorm. It's a roar as in torrential rains that are about to fall. And these were manifest practically in our experience in Durban this week. It speaks to multiplication. It speaks to increase. In Elijah's context, the heavens were stayed for three and a half years, not so? And there was a famine. At the appointed time, the prophet gave an apostolic decree to the ruling monarch, King Ahab, at the time. Remember three years before, he said, there will not be rain except at my word. So he needed to release then a word to activate the rain. okay? And this he does. And he says to the king, Go up, eat, and drink, for there is the sound of an abundance or a roar of a heavy shower. Everyone say heavy shower. shower. Now it's not just rain we are after, it's heavy showers. The second prophetic word that you gave us was from Luke chapter 12. Before we proceed, I'm just giving you the three words that you gave us. It was from Luke chapter 12, from verse 30. For all these things the nations of the world eagerly seek. But your Father knows that you have need of these things. But seek His kingdom, and these things will be added to you. Do not be afraid. Tell someone next to you, do not be afraid. I love this statement. Do not be afraid, little flock for your father has chosen to gladly give you the kingdom king james do not fear little flock for it is your father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom right your father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom the nuance of the word that dr lucy released was this john 10 10 the thief comes to kill steal and destroy but i have come that you might have abundant life everyone say abundance So in context of John 10, abundance to sheep in that context is only promised to sheep that know how to recognize the voice of the shepherd, right? And sheep by nature are not goats. Goats are isolationist, individualistic. They wander on their own, but sheep by nature flock. They're corporately minded. They They don't exist on their own individualistically. But they exist in a group. They exist in a flock. Goats, Lucy then said, are also wanderers. They grazers. They surfers. They surf the net for every word under the sun. Those are goats. Don't be a goat. But what do sheep do? The Bible says sheep know the voice of the one positioned in their life to lead them by the speaking of the word of the Lord to that caliber of sheep an abundant life is promised. Everyone say abundance. If you, you know, these things are not hard. It's not difficult to get to an abundant living. Yep. You just need to observe little principles. Breakthrough materially or even prosperity in any dimension, not just financially. Breakthrough in prosperity for all levels of prosperity is not an event, it's a process by which you consistently obey. The principles of god's word it will come to you without you having to even seek it you will activate by your obedience certain laws that god is obliged to bless you because of your obedience to his principles yes, yes. so um in the context watch of a flock of sheep not goats not not isolationist individualistic people but people who know their well-being is dependent upon The commitment to the community and the gathering of the house of the Lord. And also the observance of the shepherd's voice that God has positioned in their life. When they obey that voice, Jesus said, you have an abundance. Oh, by the way, let me just inform you. John 10.10, in context, the thief does not refer to the devil. Read the context. When Jesus said, the thief cometh not but for two. Rob, kill, steal, and destroy. I've come that you might have life, and that more abundantly. Right? Jesus before that said, thieves jump over walls into the sheep pen. And they don't come through the gate. And the thieves he was talking about, they are false shepherds. The false shepherds come to rob, steal, kill, and destroy. But he said, I am the good shepherd." if any man come by me, what he was saying is, if any shepherd who is an authentic leader comes in through my representation of leadership and shepherding to shepherd my flock, my people Israel, or my, my, my flock here in Gate Durban Ministries, to that group I have will give abundant life. Yes. Okay, The devil does rob, kill, and destroy. But John 10.10 does not refer to the devil. That's all I'm saying. Yes. Right? Contextually, you must understand what the scriptures are saying. I would then... Caution us not to permit yourself to be shepherded by a hireling, Not to be shepherded by a thief. The thief does not parade himself as a thief. But if you listen carefully, it's all about voice. Everyone say voice. It's about whose voice is most amplified in your life. A voice fathers you. Words father you. Right? Fathering takes place through doctrine, through teaching as we teach, that word fathers you. Okay? If you are a son of this house and you've committed in sonship, the messages we preach and teach here should predominate in terms of that being the primary agency that shapes and configures your spirit. Right? You should know the voice. And the voice of another you will recognize as fake if it is fake when it comes to you. Amen? So in that context, Dr. Lucy said, this text, again, Luke 12, I think verse 30 or or 32. Do not fear or be afraid. Everyone say little flock. (laughs) Let me just say this to you. We are little, at least few in number. But we are not little by stature. Yeah? In our smallness, we can move nations. Don't underestimate your smallness. Don't despise the days of small beginnings too. Yeah? Don't limit yourself. I want to encourage you. The import here is do not be afraid. I want to say it again. Do not fear. Do not fear. Do not fear. You know what the Lord said to me? Randolph, you're going to have to pray through these prophecies. That's why I suspended the usual format of our house church meetings this week. At every house church this week. Please fast on your house church day if you can. I know the house churches are meeting on various days as is convenient for the area. But please fast on the respective day. Come into the meeting with robust faith. You say, yes, say to your mind, we are administrators of truth. And this congregation, you really impressed me with your handle on truth and your ability to express truth. But you mustn't only be administrators of truth. You must be administrators of the spirit realm as well. You must know how to lift your hands, raise your voice, um, approach your Father in the heavens. Yes, be tenacious in a posture of prayer and prophecy until you see the Word of God manifest in your experience. Amen? Yes. A lot of people are all Word, no Spirit. Some are all Spirit, no Word. You've got to have both. You've got to have both dynamics. We know what it is to lift the hand in worship. I want to encourage you. Some of you need to, to be bold in your declaration of the administration of the, of the Spirit. David said... Let the lifting up of my hand be like the evening sacrifice. When I do this, I'm not just, it's not a bodily gesture to me. It's, it's, the, it's the posture of my spirit before God. Uh, Lamentations 3.41 says, let us lift up our hands with our hearts. So the lifting up of the hand is a raising of the heart to the Lord. Amen. So everyone say strong prayer. And I'll show you in a while why you need to pray strongly uh, based from the Scripture in reference to prophecies. Listen carefully. Your Father has chosen, I want to emphasize this, our Father has chosen to gladly give us the kingdom. Some of us in the revelation of this word. Please don't hear and let your hearing be circumscribed. By the semantics of English here. Yeah beyond hearing. Year beyond the sound of words. Hear in your spirit. God is saying to me, literally, you know, this this incident with the attempted hijacking of the boys last night really fueled my faith. It really fueled my faith. Spoke to Pastor Thamor this morning. He said, Wow, I thank you for sharing the testimony. This really encourages him also. And he, he made a statement that is classical. To Thamo. He said, our safety is not in the absence of danger, but in the presence of God. Yes. Our safety is not in the absence of danger, but it's in the presence of God. You can be in a, in a, in a, in a volatile context yes. Yes. where life is risky. But if you are in God's will in that context, you are in the safest place. Yes. Amen. So I want to encourage you. Again, I'm, not, I'm just picking up a spirit of fear. Tell someone next to you, don't fear. <laughs> you see, you can become paranoid. Yes. Because these things are is life for us here in this country. You can become paranoid, but do not become... Yes, be vigilant, be wise, be sober in how you operate. But don't become, don't become unseated and move into the realm of fear. I want to reassure you all, your Father will take good care of you. Your Father will take good care of you. So now I'm sitting up. Last night we hardly slept after three. So because mind's alert now, this news came. We praying, we gave thanks to the Lord. Uh, sat in the bed, we lifted up our hands. We offered up a prayer of thanksgiving to God. God said to me, the first thing He said, "See, I hear you." <laughs> it was so reassuring. See, I hear you. Then the subtle thing I felt in my spirit, the Lord saying, "Is now ask me other things." God is saying to me, I was like emotional over the thing. And I I to literally say this, let me get over the the emotion of this event quickly and start to administrate other aspects. Do you know you can mourn or be emotional unduly for a protracted period of time? Not necessarily. And sometimes you have to get over the emotion and start to administrate the business of life. God was saying to me, now my son, now ask. I promised you the sound of an abundance. Now ask, right? And do not be recited. Do not be ambiguous. Do not be, uh, be certain. Be robust. Be confident about what you ask. For Whatever you ask, I will give you. And the Lord reminded me of this verse. It boomed in my spirit. I could hear Lucy say it in my mind. Do not fear, little flock. It is my Father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom you see listen carefully church your membership in this house now is going to be vastly different to membership in as in any other church you know why we have stuff to administrate globally everyone needs to raise a level the commitment the force the vigor the sense of obedience everything now has got to raise a notch raise a notch know this however If you feel that this is not for you, it's fine. Please still come and come along for the ride. All I'm saying to all of us is the Lord is offering you the privilege of partnering with Him to steward something powerful. I think it's the most powerful thing when God sits on His throne and says, I want to do something in the earth. I want to do something in Trinidad. I want to do something, let's say, in Korea. Korea just been in my heart last night. I want to do something in Korea. I need men. I need someone to partner with me. Do you know God's will remains suspended until He can find human cooperation in the earth? Yes. God, you know what the Bible says? You know the scripture, Amos 3.3? 3, 3, the sovereign Lord will do nothing unless He first reveals His secrets to His servants, the prophets. It's a contradiction of terms. Because just by saying sovereign Lord, sovereignty means i do what i want to when i want to without asking anybody's permission god is sovereign yeah god does god does what he wants to when he wants to without consulting with anyone so to say in the same verse the sovereign lord will do nothing is already like a contradiction but the sovereign lord will do nothing until he first reveals his secrets to his servants the prophets the point is if he cannot find A prophetic people on the earth. His purposes remain suspended. Even though he's sovereign. His sovereignty, listen carefully, is always bound up to protocols and principles that he instituted by which he's bound to work through. So even if he has a grand plan, if he doesn't find a man to stand in the gap, the plan remains suspended until there's human cooperation. All I'm asking for this church is, Open your eyes to the sound of what God is saying to us. God is saying to this church. I want you, humans, at Gate Ministries Durban Central, to up your level of cooperation with what I intend to do in Durban and beyond. Yeah? I would want to enlist for that. Say, yes, I want that, Lord. I want to enlist. I want to enlist for that. So the first one was I give you, I hear the sound of an abundance of rain. Everyone the abundance of rain. The NASB, the roar of a heavy shower. Amen. Luke 12, do not fear little flock. It is my Father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. And I think it was, was Ephesians 3.20. That God is able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all we can ever ask or think. If you can utter it or imagine it, ask utter think imagine god says i go beyond your asking and i go beyond your capacity to envision it that is what god is going to do in the season Amen. you know I, I really want to encourage you don't renege on god's principles do not renege he has a testimony it is my custom to whenever i go to a new country for the first time i don't touch the entirety of the honorarium so, we went to Dominican Republic, and I ministered at Yassaro Verses Sunday morning service. And he gave me a sizable honorarium. I go to preach at the conference in Gasparillo in Trinidad. And the brothers, they were extremely generous, and they gave me abundant and significant offering. Now, before we left, I already said to Renee, Well, we are going to touch anything we received as gifts from these trips. Why? They're the first time in the nation. And for me, the, the, the first financial receipt must, must be heaved up to the Lord, must be given as a first fruit offering, right? And so one of the first order of business when we got back that week, it was a busy week for us as well, we changed the dollars and we, we blessed our patriarchal father in the Lord with that sizable offering at the time in which we needed it. Amen. god broke through abundantly for us just two days ago what am i saying i'm saying to you do not look at these prophecies and think it's just going to happen if you don't cooperate obediently by obeying principles nothing will happen if ever you got to be dogged and obey to your death you say i will obey come hell or high water we will obey like esther I will go to the king. If I perish, I perish. But I will rather perish obeying God's law than to survive using disobedience as a means for my, to maintain my survival. Hmm? I want to encourage us, brethren, now more than ever before, dogged, determined, obedience unto death must be the order of the day. Amen? There are some principles you will never teach by teaching. The principle, there are some principles you will teach by living out the principle. Your greatest Bible study is a life of obedience. Amen? So I want to encourage you, do that. I haven't really got started yet. (laughs) All over the place today. All I'm doing is remind you of those three things. What are the three things that Lucy said to us? Number one, I hear the sound of an abundance of rain. Number two, do not fear, little flock. It's your father's good pleasure too. Give you the kingdom. Number three, Ephesians 3.20. God is able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all we can ever ask or think. And the exceeding abundant measure is going to come to this house. Is going to come to this house. Lucy also said, there's going to be such prosperity here. We will be able to go to any nation. Let me just say this. Right now, our budgets, um, what we do defies what comes in. To, to the to to the church account because god has called us to do multiple things and to bless multiple nations even as we as we do it now deuteronomy chapter 32 verse 1 and 2 i want to give you a, a prophetic perspective on the rains that fell with such gusto what does rain depict in the bible okay listen i've got tons of scripture here and i realize time will not permit to get through so what i am going to do is Without reading them all, I'm going to give you the principle. In short form, give you the principle. This note will be emailed to you in the week for you to to go over. The detail of the the scriptures. Give ear, O heavens, watch, and let me speak, and let the earth hear the words of my mouth. Watch, verse 2. Let my teaching drop as rain, my speech distill as the dew as the droplets on the fresh grass, and as the showers on the herb. So according to this verse, rain in Scripture is symbolic of doctrine or teaching. Right? Doctrine or teaching. So when we had the the rains, in my mind I knew... Oh, by the way, rain is also symptomatic of the Holy Spirit. Right? The latter rain, the former rain. The book of Joel... So, rain has a dual emphasis in Scripture, the Holy Spirit, and it's not just the word, it's doctrine, it's teaching. You want to say teaching? Let my teaching drop like rain. Watch, let my teaching drop like rain. Isaiah 55, verse 10. I'm going to quickly go to the Scriptures to give you a solid uh, theological understanding and basis to understand the torrential rains that fell. Listen carefully. For as the rain and the snow come down from heaven and do not return there without watering the earth. So what was the intention of the rain? To water the earth, it says, and making it bare and sprout and furnishing seed to the sower and bread to the eater. So, next verse. So, in other words, the word so means in like fashion. You see the rain falls from the earth. Watch, the snow from heaven, the rain from the earth. It says it falls to the earth and the intent is to water the earth so that it, uh, shrubs and herbs start to sprout. So that tells me the effect of doctrine, falling, is going to be productivity. It's going to be increase. It's going to be fertility. Some of you need that in your life. Let me just say this to you. If you're going to break the dryness in your life, it's only going to be through teaching. It's only going to be through doctrine. It's only going to be through the observance of principles. If you fail to do that, it's not going to happen. So the, comparis- the, the word so is a comparative. So it's, it's comparing two things. So will my word which goes forth from my mouth, it will not return to me empty without accomplishing what I desire and without succeeding in the matter for which I sent it. The word itself is apostolic. <laughs> sent means apostolic right God says I send my word God says when I send my word that word is not coming back to me void or empty I remind you what William Hinn said when he commented on this phrase he said there is no voidness in God for his word to return to him void there is no emptiness in God for a word to return to him empty The God who spoke the word is a full, substantial, weighted God. When he speaks words, words are not divorced from his personhood. Words are expressions of who he is. So when he says, I send my word, that thing, watch, think how how dogmatic God is. It's like a God sitting, sends a word through prophets, through his, his ministers, and he says, this word is like rain. Come on, tell me, say after me, the word is like rain. Right? It says this word is like rain. Just like rain has an effect on the earth, my teaching has an effect on my people, which are earth. Mm-hmm. Do you know you, you earth? Yeah. When you die, we return you back, dust to dust, ashes to, to ashes. As the earth needs rain, your earth too. You're a earth. First man Adam from the earth, but you're a the earth. Your 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 life. Needs the rain of teaching to produce in you the kind of productivity and success that God has determined for you. Okay? So, can we conclude then that rain is an indication of teaching? Rain is an indication of doctrine. If you're going to have any sense of growth in your life, you cannot ignore the word of the Lord. You cannot ignore it. Right? You know, if, if I were you, even become obsessive, play that CD 10 times if you have to, until that principle gets in you. Let me just say this, to hear words on a Sunday morning is insufficient, you're going to have to hear it, and hear it, and hear it again, faith comes by hearing, and hearing, and faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the word, the second hearing produces faith, it speaks to the meditative process of keep hearing over, and over, and over again, okay? become obsessive the best thing you can do for your car is to install an mp3 player yes. you spend so much time in the in the vehicle you you let the word matter pickle your mind soak your mentality in the sound of words i um, brethren please listen to me it's so elementary but so important most of us are neglecting it i'm giving you a key to life yes. i'm giving you a key to success It's the sound of words to your spirit that's going to father you. Buy an MP3 player for your home and for the car. Let the sound of doctrine reverberate. That is the rain. Listen carefully. The sound of words. That is the rain. If absent the sound of words, no rain, no growth, no productivity. One hearing will not cut it. You have to listen over and over and over again. Now, how does grace come? I taught you this. What is the primary mode of the distribution of the grace of God? To the word. Everyone say words. Right? And we did two sessions on this thought. Grace comes to us via the word of the Lord. So when, if rain, watch, if rain is akin to teaching or word, and if I need to hear the sound of that word recurrently, repetitively, consistently, for my earth, This earth to produce something, I will never get grace couched in the word without positioning myself under the reign of that word. There's no way it's going to happen. I'm going to say it again one listening on a Sunday is not going to cut it. If ever you need to be a a renewed commitment, Lord, sound of your words. Zechariah chapter 4 and verse 6. Then he said to me, This is the word of the Lord to Zerubbabel, saying, Not by might, not by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord of hosts. The word hosts in the Hebrew is saba. T, T is silent. Uh, T S A B A, saba. It's literally a reference to the entirety of all resources. In the heavens the angelic realm and every other resource arrayed with military precision to dispense to the sons of men whatever they need so for example you know the the tithing chapter what's it malachi 3 it says this bring all the tithes to the storehouse what does it say i will rebuke the devourer for your sake for your sake says who Says the Lord of hosts. It's like God says, I, re- I will do battle on your behalf. But I speak not as the Lord of peace, not as your father. Now I speak as a general ready of war to do battle on your behalf. Amen. And I'm ready to dispense to you all the resources of the heavens. Right? So the term Lord of hosts is very important. How many of us have spoken this word before? Not by might, not by power, but by my spirit, declares the Lord. Right? So it's a reference to the work of the Holy Spirit. But the work of the Holy Spirit does not work outside of grace. Because the next verse says, watch. What are you, O great mountain? Before Zerubbabel, you will become a plain. And it will bring forth the top stone with shouts of grace. Grace. The word shouts. In Hebrew is Teshua. Sounds like Shawa. Everyone say Teshua. It literally means storm. It means torrential rain and it means substance. It can also mean noise or great tumult. You know it's so interesting to me, listen carefully, everyone say shout. shout. Not one shout, shouts. I like what it says, not one shout, but shouts, you know, but it's multiplicity. And also not one grace, two grace. Shouts plural of, not one grace, shouts of grace, grace. It's like double peace, shalom, shalom. Right? So it speaks to an increased download of the grace of God. But I like the play upon words. The shouts will come to you like torrential rains. And what is rain? The word of the... The word of the Lord. And I want to encourage us all. It is raining. It's not raining men. They got the song wrong. It's raining word. Hallelujah. (laughs) Change the song. (laughs) I know some of you singles will want to sing that song, yeah? (laughs) But it's raining word. Torrentially. There's a verse in Amos, I think, where it says, God says, Behold, I will send a famine, not of bread, and not of water, but a famine of what? The not the word. Yeah. The hearing of the word. Right? You've got to get the text right. It's Amos 8.11. Let's just check it out. Right? It says, Behold, the days are coming. You see, there's never a famine of the word. The famine is not the word. The famine is hearing. The days are coming declares the Lord when I will send a famine of what? I will, I will send a famine on the land, not a famine of bread or thirst for water, but rather for the hearing of the word of the Lord. So I submit to you today, listen carefully, if you're dry parched and there's no e- practical expression of the abundant life of God in your life, that possibly you're not hearing properly. The family is not in word because literally, from my vantage point, there's an abundance of word. We're not short on word. And even though sometimes you can hear it, but you don't hear it. You can't say, I've listened to that CD, done that, next topic, next CD. Sometimes you listen to one CD over and over again until that word is incarnated in your in your life and you begin to walk in the principle you determine your own shower by the way you determine the rate at which it rains in your house the more you resound sound and resound those words i submit to you the greater will be the flow of growth renee was listening to in the week the the series on the prosperity of the soul that we taught a while ago here the whole series on soul prosperity. So she she had it going on in our room, on our player, all the time. Every now and then I'll pass by and I'll hear. Now I'm preaching this, so I'll hear myself saying something. And you know, at times, wow, that blessed me. Did I really say that? You know? And I realize it's not me, it's the, the Holy Spirit speaking to me. Even through me. <laughs> the word must first hit home before it's outlived out there. Amen? And so, watch. To get back to Zechariah chapter 4, verse 6. Listen carefully. Not by might, not by power, but by my spirit, declares the Lord. So the spirit is only going to work through showers, teshua, torrential deposits of grace. Grace will only come to you through the reign of the word, the reign of doctrine. So you're going to have to, To activate spirit power, not by might, not by power, but by the spirit. The spirit will not work outside of the level of word that you permit in your life. It's the degree of the word that you permit that you give the spirit something to work with. Outside of that, you're not going to experience the fullness of what God has in store for all of us. Now who wants this torrential rain? We all do amen i want to encourage you oh by the way i'll talk to to this 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 passage there's a whole session that i've dedicated to it's a special session which i've entitled uh, finishing by grace the top stone or let me give you the background to this zerubbabel was the first person that led the first installment of exiles from of israel from babylonian captivity There were three installments, three waves. It was Zerubbabel who led the first. After a few years, Ezra, the scribe, led the second installment. And then, who was it? Nehemiah who led the last. So three installments. Okay, Moses had one installment out of Egypt. Moses had no time for three. He said, one night, a whole lot of us, we're out of here. But the, the captivity in Egypt, vastly different to the captivity in Babylon. It's an interesting comparative study to do. So they came back in three waves. This first guy, Zerubbabel, was an apostolic type. Apostles always go first, right? Apostles always go first. And his task was to rebuild the temple. Not so. They had rebuilt the temple up to foundation level when through opposition from surrounding nations, the building process was thwarted, was stopped for 15 years. They could not go beyond the foundation. What does God do? He raises Zechariah and Haggai. Two prophets that were contemporary with Zerubbabel, Ezra, and Nehemiah. All living in the same time period. So you always have prophets and apostles working together. So Zechariah, now we're reading his work. Zechariah comes and he talks to a mountain. What's a mountain? An obstacle. Remember Jesus in the New Testament says, You will say unto this mountain, Be thou. Remove and be cast into the sea. I like how Zechariah talks. He talks in such belittling fashion to the mountain. Like, he, check what he says. What are you? How's that? You this big obstacle. There's severe oppositions from surrounding nations. He said, Sunday school picnic. This. What are you? Oh, great mountain. It's great mountain. It's not belittling its force, but he's saying. What are you? You're going to be flattened before who? Come on, talk to me. Before who? The prophet is saying, "What is Erababel, an apostolic father?" He's saying, "If an apostolic father principle is positioned, no mountain will oppose the rate of the building process in your life." All right? If you see the mountain is not flattened arbitrarily, abstractly. Just anyhow, it's flattened before Zerubbabel. You need a Zerubbabel in your life. You need an apostolic father in your life that can oversee the building process. Opposition comes, impediments come to thwart that process. A prophet rises up and he says, what are you? You're going to be flattened. You know, some of you, you have been very, very faithful. Very faithful. I'm going to tell you now by the Spirit. Hear this in your heart. Some of the things you've been contending with, has obstacles in your life, about to be flattened. The, 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 the obstacle, I like what it says, it becomes what? It becomes a plane. So that which opposed you, you're now going to walk on. Right? Uh, it'll fuel your momentum in the Lord. And then he says, and he, who's he? Zerubbabel. And he will bring forth what? The? The Capstone or the top stone, how? How is this? Oh, by the way, what is a top stone? What's a capstone? A capstone in building terms is the last stone to be placed on a building project to signify the end of the project. So, what, what is what is Zachariah saying? If you read the previous verses, like two, three, Zachariah says to him, Your hands, Bible, the plumb line is in your hand, in the hands of is there a Bible? you started it the same hands that started it the same hands will finish it right i want to encourage you become a finisher don't become a starter and you never finish anything you start yeah some of you need to repent right now hallelujah <laughs> become a finisher amen there are times uh, i started painting the house the present color of the house i hired a painter but let me get involved with him and we started painting and after two hours, I said, Lord, why on earth did I decide to start to help this guy? Because I was doing more work than him and paying him for the day. But I, was, I found the work tedious. But true to my nature, I said, I don't. I'm not a quitter. So I finished the task with it. Amen. But listen carefully. I submit to us. Gate Ministry is Durban Central. God has been with us all these years. Has not the Lord been faithful? We are still here and we are still standing. And I know that he who started the work will bring it to f- completion. How is this work going to be brought to completion? With torrent teshua's, with shouts of grace. Grace. You know when I position my mind before the Lord now, I'm saying, Lord, I, I need more grace. Only way I'm going to receive that is through the reign of the Word. The reign of of doctrine the only way through the reign of doctrine now Galatians or rather or Galatians Genesis chapter 2 and verse 7 I think that he says the following Genesis chapter 2 and verse 7 time really runs away I'm going to leave out a few verses get straight to Genesis chapter 2 um, verse 5 rather Verse 5, now, Pastor Tharmo has, has shared these thoughts with us, so this is a revision of an entire series on his website called, The Reign of Doctrine, The Reign of Doctrine. It says here, no shrub on the field was yet in the earth, why? And no plant of the field had yet sprouted. Why is there no plant and why there's no sprouting of, of herbs, etc. For the Lord God did not send rain upon the earth, and there was no man to cultivate the ground. okay? Now you know Genesis 2 is a synoptic view, or overview, like a summary of everything that happened in Genesis chapter chapter one. So it says, there was no there was no rain. If there's no rain, there's no shrub, because there was no. Man on the earth to cultivate what? To cultivate the, the to cultivate the ground. The word for ground here is adama. Okay, everyone say adama. The word for earth is eris or land, which is generally used in the Old Testament. Land or earth, eris. But here the word is adama for ground. It is closely linked to the word for man. The Hebrew word for man is Adam, right? So when the Lord says, there's nothing growing because I haven't sent rain. I haven't sent rain because I haven't positioned a man in the garden. I need a man first before I send the rain, right? Now, listen carefully. God will position a rain man in your life. One that can bring doctrine. Right? Let me just say this. If anyone is still in doubt as to the biblical accuracy of fathers and sons, you need to be thoroughly reassured. For unless unless you regard the man that God has positioned in your Adama, in your ground, in your earth, there will never be rain produced in you, rain that can bring shouts of grace, grace to you, and you will forever find yourself striving in the flesh to get results. There is a way, and it's by grace. There is a way, and it's by grace. You know, I reviewed um, one of Pastor Thamo's teachings in the week, not orderly, it was on my website. I have a lot of these summaries on my website, the past ASIMS, on a particular t- topic that I needed to refresh my mind on. So I just read the text, the various sessions. And you know, I'm reading it, wow, I appreciated so much the voice of a father. You know? And I want to encourage us. Some of us have no rain because we've got no man. You know what Job said? Job chapter 29. Just quickly, one more verse job chapter 29 let's read from verse 10. job 29 and verse 10. and then i'm going to close up with a reading from isaiah 59. this is job's cv job has an impressive cv eh? right job says this watch what job says the voice of the nobles was hushed and their tongue stuck to the palate He's saying, uh, the previous verses, he said, when I came on the scene, even the voice of nobles was silent and their tongue stuck to their palate. In other words, when I was there, they had no contribution. They relied on everything I said. And then verse 11, watch. He says, for when the ear heard, it called me blessed. And when the eyes saw, it gave witness of me. Because I delivered the poor who cried for help, And the orphan who had no helper. The blessing of the one ready to perish came upon me. And I made the widow's heart to sing for joy. Impressive CV. Not so. How's your CV compared to this one? Next. I put on righteousness. It clothed me. My justice was like a robe and a turban. I was eyes to the blind. And I was feet to the lame. I was a father. won't say a father. Did Job embody the fathering spirit? Yes, he did. By his own words, he says, I was a father to the needy. I investigated the case, which I did not know. In other words, he got involved judiciously in a form of justice on the plight of those that could not speak for themselves. He was very involved in the affairs of life. I broke the jaws of the wicked and snatched the prey from its teeth. You thought David was bad. Check this guy out. I thought, then I thought, I shall die in my nest and I shall multiply my days as the sand. My root, notice his success. What is the reason for Job's success? Where is he positioned? He says, my root is spread out to where? To the waters what is water consistent image of the word of god this guy is daily word 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 right my root is spread out to the waters and dew lies all night on my branch remember the word we, t- we read in deuteronomy 32 let my teaching fall like rain and my speech like dew on the tender herbs right where was the manna found where was the manna found in Moses' day when they journeyed under the dew when the father went out to collect the manna every day the manna was found and dew is the speech of the lord rain is the doctrine of the lord teaching dew is the rhema the specific speaking of the lord for a specific context grace so he says watch my root is spread out just go back he says my root is spread out to the waters And dew lies all night on my branch. In other words, what he says, any moment you engage me, you will interact with the speakings of the Lord. The speakings of the Lord. I was at a loss when we went to uh, the Lawson family on Wednesday, or was it? Thursday, to take the meeting. What do you say in this context to a family grieving over a little child, over a twin? I I was at a complete loss for words. So I thought I'd just go there and just share a few words of encouragement. I literally had one or two thoughts. I thought I'd be five or ten minutes, and that's it. But on, in the moment of positioning myself to speak, the Lord just gave a word in season that was necessary for everybody that attended. Now listen carefully. the Bible says, "Let your words be like will s- your words be with grace? Seasoned as it were with with salt so that you might know how to speak to everyone that asks you i want to encourage us to develop like this to be like this you need to be positioned by water you can't give the word of god every now and then fleeting attention but you want the result but you don't want to submit yourself to the process you know for me now listen carefully i'm in a new place in god i know that for me now i'm i you know I even say sometimes I'm I'm physically tired. say, God, I've got to do the summary or do this note. say, God, energize me. I can't even allow the limitations of this flesh to keep me back from what we need to do. And in those moments, I've received grace. I really have. We should have been sick by now, the way we've been praying for the past few weeks. It's nothing but the grace of God that has kept us. You can know that grace. But listen carefully. I want to say it again for emphasis. As you leave, please bear this in mind. Say, Randolph has spoken to us about the grace of God. It's going to come in torrential rains. If it's going to come torrentially, I need to submit to myself to the word in torrential fashion. It needs to rain on my earth, on my Adama. And then you must say this, and God has given me a man to cultivate my ground. There was no rain. Because there was no man to cultivate the ground. Every ground needs cultivation. Tell you never your ground needs cultivation. Right? So watch. And, and let me get to what Job ultimately said. Next verse. My glory is ever new with me, and my bow is renewed in my hand. The bow is a fathering principle. Arrows are son principles. right? This thing is ever renewed in my hand. And then he says... To me, they listened, and they waited, and they kept silent for my counsel. In other words, when I offered counsel, they with humility accepted the counsel and did not react to the counsel. He's saying people listened to me. Amen. And then it says, after my words, they did not speak again. And my speech, what? Dropped on them. What drops? Raindrops. That's what we call it, raindrops. Rain drops. Do you know whenever you come to church, it's raining. Yes, yes. It's pouring. Yes. Huh? Torrentially. Yes. It has been doing so for the past few weeks. And you're sitting there with your Adama, with your ground, your life, that's going to be cultivated by the dropping of water of the Word in rain to bring you shouts of grace, grace, that will enable you to finish whatever God has called you to bring your top stone to your process and say not by might not by power but by my it's only then the spirit of the lord kicks in if you don't give the spirit of the lord something to work with it's not going to happen that promise not by might not by power but by my spirit in context is it within the context of a word saturated grace environment amen and then he said this they waited for me how They waited for me as for the rain. Job was a rain man. When Job came, it rained on people. By his words, he dropped rain and he cultivated the ground of the hearts of men and growth, productivity, and increase. Remind your neighbor, it's raining. Amen. It's pouring. Your old man must not be snoring. (laughs) Don't go to bed. If you are asleep at this time, it's the wrong time to be sleeping. I'm so excited about the season. I cannot contain my excitement anymore. Right? I know in a position myself, to my Job, my rainman, and he speaks, I receive the rain. My obedience there too, activates growth, productivity, and increase in my life. I like this. They waited for me as for the rain, and they opened their mouth As for the spring rain. There's a lovely text in in Zechariah, um, Zechariah 10, verse 1. It says, Ask rain from the Lord at the time of the spring rain. The Lord who makes the storm clouds, He will give showers of rain, vegetation in the field to each man. We're going to ask. I want to submit to all of us, we are extremely privileged. We really are. The patriarchal house we belong to is going to do global things of significance in the earth. We're saying to the Lord, we want to be contributing factors to that process. God, we want to play a vital role. Amen. Amen. You know, I was so blessed. I, I gate crashed um, uh, Westfall, Dublin Westfall, Pine Towns meeting mm. in the house church. I was so blessed by the comments uh, and the sharing of people, but particularly the young men. These, there was Joash, Jaden, Keegan, who else was there, Keller, who else, which other young people were there? And I'm sure this is true for all the young people. I want to encourage the young people, to go to your house church meetings. Mm -hmm. I listened to them, I thought, wow, where's my notebook? (laughs) I needed to make notes (laughs) of the kinds, and it's not just what they were saying, it's the strength with which they were saying it. Mm -hmm. It wasn't just a report, it was sheer conviction. of of a standpoint within them right and i thought wow at least we're doing something right (laughs) okay hey and i just i just heard the sound of strength and of leadership come through watch these people in a few years time watch this space okay (laughs) it's raining in house church amen so i want to encourage us and i i think it's the same for all of our young people just such solid formidable people of such such caliber in the lord amen It's raining. Although Elijah said, it's raining. What did he do? I hear the sound of an abundance of rain. What did the man do straight afterwards? He ran where? The top of a mountain. He put his head between his knees. And what did he pray for? He prayed for rain. I don't have time to demonstrate this. Please, you must rehearse. I'll email this note to you. There's no time to speak to it now. It's session four in our prayer, fasting, fasting series. I'll email it to you this afternoon. It's accessible also from our website. You can download the PDF and you can listen to the audio. Here, I use six case studies to demonstrate one principle. The principle is this. Here's a principle. Although God promised you something prophetically, the fact of His announcement of it does not ensure its fulfillment. What is critical is to the fulfillment of that word is partnership with him by prayer. So, could Elijah then rest? Because God said, He told Elijah, there is the sound, I can hear it, of an abundance of rain. But what does human responsibility do in reference to what the human has heard? He positions himself, and James comments on him Elijah was a man with like passions like you and I. Yet he prayed for rain. Right? and it rained. It prayed for rain and it rained. Ezekiel 36, God says something like this, I have determined to make Jerusalem a praise in the earth, but I will wait, he says, I will wait. I have determined, watch, I have determined, I have determined to do this, but he says, I will wait for the sons of men to inquire of it of me. I have determined to do it, but I'm waiting for someone. To partner with me in prayer when you pray this week in your house church meetings you are not praying begging god to do something he doesn't want to do pray is not an attempt to convince god to do something he's not inclined to do pray is simply locking into what god is already determined to do and activating that for its fulfillment in the earth that's all it is so when you pray this week come on are you all excited about the prayer meetings this week yeah so we're going to gather in several locations throughout the week we are really trusting god for a body okay but we're really going to pray that god prov- we need a premises we can call home yeah. to receive the nations of the earth for instruction we need a facility that we by which we can teach in conferences etc all that god has given us amen but i want you when you pray you're not coming there with no faith you know when, when elijah prayed he's not praying not being convinced of God's potential to do, because he knows God promised. And what did he keep sending out? He kept sending out his, his servant to see if there's any rain clouds. Remember? And I think the seventh time, the guy came back, and he says, I see the cloud the size of a man's fist in the distant horizon. Now, you know, it wasn't the size. It wasn't literally this, because you're seeing it from the earth. To yeah? so the earth, it looks like small. Can you see some distant realities in smallness right now that God is bringing closer to us? By faith, you must observe those realities. I declare that your lack of abundance days are over. Stand with me quickly. Now is not the time for umbrellas. This rain you want to soak in. Okay. Okay. At one point in time, uh, in cleaning the house, we were so wet, just inside the house from cleaning the flood. And then at one point, we had to go outside. Well, it's pointless going out with any raincoats or, or umbrellas because we just let this thing drench us. Right? How many of you want to become drenched? I want to instill within your heart a new passion for God's word, Amen. listening and the hearing. You say, God, I want it to rain torrentially on my heart. You promised me, you're going to give me shouts of grace. Rainstorms of grace, grace. Do it. Some of you are going to know a level of an abundance. I believe God. Do you? Remember the, the principle of Jehoshaphat? Believe God. How does it go? Believe God and you will be? And you will prosper. Believe, his ser- believe God, you will be established. Believe His servants and you will prosper. Believe the prophet and you will prosper. Do we believe this morning? We believe. Amen. I want you to position yourself for answers to prayer like you've never seen them for your life. But you see, grace attends those who are committed to purpose. If you're not going to be committed to the purposes of God, to give then grace would be futile. Because part of grace is an enablement to do, an empowerment to do and to do far more you ever have done before. Amen? And I really want to encourage you. I want to remind you what Dr. Sege said to us last week. Your church, he said, is a group of leaders, from what he can see, a group of leaders are in your church. Some of you are going to lead powerful things, I can see it happening, but I want to encourage you. There's a verse which says, break up your fallow ground. The worst thing when torrential rains fall is to have hard soil. It means not, it just falls and runs off. But we want to unclog, get rid of the bitterness, get rid of the offense, get rid of the disobedience, any level of hardness or, 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 or difficulty we have in our spirit by which will repel that rain. We say, Lord, plow us. Plow me, Lord. Unearth, unclog, remove the weeds, so that when you, your rain does pour, the ground of my heart is sufficiently well prepared. Do you know even on good ground, there's three different kinds of healed? 30, 60, 100? Even on the good soil, the seed? Right? It's how you hear that determines the, re- the result. How you hear. Amen. Lift up your hands to Him. Open your heart to the Lord right now. Open your spirit. The banks have burst. I hear the sound of the roar of a heavy shower. In your life, for your business, for your marriage, for your workplace, for the unspoken, unechoed cries you haven't even voiced to anyone. I hear the Lord saying, I've heard those, I've seen those. You're in a season of top stone. I'm gonna bring the top, I'm gonna bring finishing quality to my will for your life in this phase. Of your life, God's saying, I'm going to finalize and resolve certain matters so you can close one phase and go into the next phase unhindered. Sure, certain, sure footed, walking with confidence into what I have called you to, declares the Lord. So we lift up our hands to you, loving Father. We're so excited about your word, we are so excited about what you are doing. You promised us; you gave us a literal, practical experience of it. Now we know that in the mouth of truth, he witnesses; every word shall be established. Father, we we look with with anticipation for the bursting of the banks, even in the spirit realm, even now as we speak. You said, "I have positioned watchmen on your walls, O Jerusalem, and they will not give me rest day and night." until I make Jerusalem a praise in the earth. Father, we position ourselves in prayer like Elijah did. We are so glad for what you've spoken, but help us to transcend the emotion of the word into practical obedience of cooperation with that word. We submit ourselves in the coming week to strong prayer. We will submit ourselves in the coming week to strong intercession, even fasting, to see the word come to pass. Our attempts are not to convince you, Because you already want to do it. Our attempts are simply to partner with you, agree. We're bringing earth to align with the heavens. And it shall be done in every single person's life, every family's life, every business, every workplace. I decree that every ground will be cultivated. That growth, productivity and increase will be had by every single one. Break the staleness, break the impulse that some of us are experiencing. Break the normality, break the boredom of life, break the sameness, bring a sense of adventure, newness, new landscapes, new opportunities to explore and to discover. Come on, lift your hands. I'm going to pray a prayer of impartation. Father, by your authority, I I impart the grace of God to everyone, even now by my utterance in the name of the Lord. I decree every single one of us is highly favored of the Lord. No matter what things work against us, in the natural, I decree that grace will override those human weaknesses and human limitations in the name of the Lord. Not by might. Not by power. Not by human ingenuity. Not by human intellect, skill or talent. Father, many of us are standing on the uh, uh, the precipice of a new phase. We want to walk into it not based upon leaning having great store by our own skill and talent or historical success even father we take our mind off the historical successes you've given to us up to this point in time for behold says the lord i want to do a brand new thing and not even the history of success can be a standard to which compare what you want to do so father we receive it by faith we receive it by faith great grace great peace great favor be upon every single one of us in jesus mighty name amen and amen amen give the lord a hand of praise amen